There's something about him I feel like it's me I'm looking right at him He's literally me Hello everyone, welcome to Literally Him, a deep dive into Ryan Gosling's filmography. I'm your co-host, Joseph. And I'm your co-host, Emilio. Welcome to our show, our inaugural first show, the show where we take a deep dive into Ryan Gosling's filmography, and each week we ask ourselves, are we literally him? Uh, Emilio, let's start off just... It trying to explain what is the whole mythos to this show? Why did we make this show? Well, it stems from an ongoing meme that's all over social media where people identify certain characteristics from each characters in his movie and they say like that's literally me. But I've been doing that since before that meme ever started when I watched uh Drive I think I was like 16 and I was just enamored by this man. Um, now that now they're saying his character might be autistic in that movie. So <laughs> I don't know why I connected with him so much. Maybe that's telling me something deeper that I need to figure out. But um, uh, yeah, mainly I well, because like when we had the idea, I kind of looked through his filmography and there's some films that like, none of these memes even like touch on so uh, i i guess we both had the idea that it would be cool to go through each of his maybe not all his films but most of them give it like our thoughts what we like about it what we don't like about them and then if we can identify with any traits that his character has in any of those films but i mean it is something good to jump on right now especially with you know barbie coming out yeah i was about to say i think this should all lead up to us watching barbie it's also a good time to jump onto podcast we're like i don't know 15 years late but whatever yeah we can still make a good show out of this yeah also like it's funny like to think about ryan gosling and like how there are these there's like a whole meme like uh dedicated to him but like if you remember when we were in high school i want to say like or even before we graduated, but like 2010 to like 2013, there was a meme focused on Ryan Gosling already. It was the Hey Girl meme. And I think that was when oh, I first yeah. like, really, really like zeroed in on him as an actor. Before that, it was like the movie Drive. And then even way before that, I knew him as the guy from um, from uh, Remember the Titans. He was one of like the white guys that turns out to be a good white person. Yeah. Except like the other black players but that yeah. was totally it um, um yeah another reason like i think this is a good idea besides the fact that like let's be honest i have jack shit to do this summer so like <laughs> whatever let's do this but besides that like emilio has always been a person that i like to uh discuss films about um i think that i can tend to be a little bit more critical than he is like you are very good at like finding what's good about a film even if it can be kind of like shitty but uh yeah it's always just funny to talk to you about films i think um, it's just i think it's just when i watch specifically a ryan gosling movie i i i think i subconsciously 
justify what's good about it. <laughs> so I can like, cause even, um, I think, uh, we were talking about the, the gray man a little bit when it came out. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, it's good for what it is, but I could see why people don't like it, but I'm always trying to like justify what's good about it. But there, I'm sure as we go through the filmography, his filmography, I'll find something that I I don't like. I I not sure if that will happen, but you never know. Well, I think that's a good segue to our first film today. Speaking on shitty movies we don't like by Ryan Gosling, <laughs> not my, to tip my hand too much. Well, actually, before we get into that, um, just for the first episode, maybe we should talk a little bit more about Ryan Gosling. Like what I find interesting about him. Um, besides the fact that like everyone made a meme out of him is that he started off as a child actor. He was on the Mickey and friends club show, a -hmm. show that also featured like Britney Spears and uh, Justin Timberlake. And like, he's a person who escaped the, uh, the trope of being like a child star and struggling. Uh, but yeah, he seems to be like thriving now. Uh, and also the fact that he was a dancer. I don't know if you've seen that video of him when he's a little kid and he's like, Oh yeah, the whole group, and he's like fucking killing it. Yeah, um, he's also in a a show. I'm not sure what channel it came out on, but it's called Young Hercules, mm. and I think he was in that for a few episodes, maybe even one season. But that was like one of the bigger roles after the Mickey Mouse Club, and it looks atrocious, atrocious, atrocious. It looks so bad, but. Um, yeah, I, I'm sure there's, like, other things in his belt that kind of flew under the radar. But I believe he was in and out of, like, acting in television for most of his, most of his career, yeah. Because that's the only show I know of he, he did before that, the first, the first film, The Believer. Yeah. Or even Attack on, uh, uh. Well, fuck. What's it called? Return Remember of the, the Titans? Titans. Remember the Titans. Yeah. <laughs> that would but, be um, good. That would be a really good mashup. If they did Remember <laughs> the Titans and Attack on Titan. Yeah. <laughs> like Denzel has to coach a, a team of Titans or something like that. That'd be really he funny. He has to coach a team of, um, I can't remember the name of them. This and is they're an all really racist. Show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So another thing about him that I find really interesting is that he's Canadian. Um, I'm sure there's like a shitload of Canadian actors, but for whatever reason, I can't name another. Is Jim Carrey Canadian? Yeah. Yeah, he is Canadian. All right. So the top um, four Canadian actors, Jim Carrey, Ryan Gosling. What else? I can't think of another two. Justin Bieber's Canadian, but he's like down there probably <laughs> in that tier. But well, uh, it's movie. funny. Um, he, did, I, he did Zoolander too. He did. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, That's yeah. right. He gets murdered. He has that cameo. Um, He's up there. Uh, there's a interview of him. I guess he had like that Canadian accent, where he had like that dialect. And as he got older, he didn't think it sounded cool, so he tried to sound like Marlon Brando. And that's why his voice is kind of, it's like kind of distinct because it's his, it's his, it's his Canadian accent. 
mixed with like trying to impersonate Marlon Brando. Oh. Yeah. And it kind of just stuck like that. Like there was, it's like in between. So there's like, that's why like when, I don't know if you've noticed, but when he talks, he's, it's kind of like low. Hmm. But when he screams, it sounds like he's shrieking. <laughs> Cause like, I guess he just couldn't figure out how to, how to change up his voice like that. But, um, yeah, it's such like a drastic change in tone. Yeah. Like, um, what was I going to say? I think that's that's another trope of like Ryan Gosling in general that always makes me laugh is that he, when he yells, that's like the funniest fucking thing ever. Like, and I think he's really played into it. Like, what's that movie he did with like Steve Carell? Um, oh, um, and it was Adam uh, the McKay Big Project. Short, the Big Short, and that yeah. one he yells and like that. I, I, I like I like now that he's really played into it and like he's more funny about his roles because for a while he was like getting typecasted especially after the notebook he was getting typecasted mm-hmm. to be like leading man like a hunk that it can it can only be serious or whatever yeah but uh yeah like he's super and then one movie we got to do definitely is um oh god damn it what the hell is that movie good guys with uh Russell oh Rowe. the nice guys yeah oh yeah there you go yeah i love god that movie it. dude that movie's so good that movie has like a cult following like a lot of fans want a sequel, but it just bombed. Uh, I for, I think, I think it came out the year it came out. I think a like an animated movie came out too. I think it might have been Trolls, and yeah. Trolls just obliterated them, <laughs> like in the box sense. office. But uh, yeah, I do I do like that part specifically when he's in the restroom, like on the phone. And like that guy's giving him the the details about how the mar- the market's gonna collapse. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm jacked. I'm jacked to the tits. Like, just, just, it's like, why the fuck is he yelling like that? <laughs> oh, man. Right now, I fucked up and I said the good guys is called the nice guys, and like it made me think about every podcast that I listen to when some host fucks up some show or name of a book or whatever. And I think to myself, what a fucking idiot! How do you fuck that up? I just did it right now. <laughs> <laughs> and this shit's hard, man. I'm already running out of steam. Well, I mean, anyway. at, least, at least you didn't fuck up the fucking Remember the Titans. I think that's like <laughs> that's like a big blow for me right now. Oh man. Fucking yeah, we definitely should be the ones to fucking go through his filmography. You can't even get the name of his fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, well, anyways, shall we get into it all right so the movie we're gonna review today is fracture released in 2007 um yeah should we just do some general thoughts right now so first thing i want to ask emilio is have you seen the movie before i've seen it a few times actually i um i mean fuck it it's like a podcast whatever i like i had like this phase where i was trying to watch all of his movies, like as many as I can like stream. Mm-hmm. So I watched it a few times cause the first time I kind of like couldn't get into it. So I watched it a second time and I, I, I followed it through. Um, so I've seen it more than once, but I believe when you watched it, that was like your first time watching it. Yeah, this is my first time. Um, and it was like really underwhelming not to tip my hand too much but I, this is definitely like a b c tier movie 
Yeah. Um, and definitely one that's early in his in his like roles because I think it's um what was the first one that he did that was like ro- that rose him to some prominence? It was the Believer, but I think that came out when like two thousand one ish or so. That and, came uh, out um in two thousand one. Yeah. Okay. So some time has passed. He's like kind of established. He's still a new actor, but like damn man he's like really underwhelming in this movie the movie in general the story and the plot line is like really underwhelming um all right so some prominent people that are in this movie besides ryan gosling ryan gosling's character by the way is william beecham and he's playing yeah. a southern like hotshot la lawyer um and he's doing a southern accent that's really really weird like how do you feel about his southern accent it's it sounds like someone trying to impersonate uh like it just sounds like someone trying to impersonate a bad southern accent but it it's just still like your voice and yeah, it just and like, you just can't shake yeah it just it sounds like him doing a bad impersonation <laughs> it sounds pretty bad <laughs> It's just like, and it's really, it feels really like lazy from, from the writers of the movie too, because they're trying to establish that he is like someone who rose to prominence. He's a young lawyer who came from bumfuck nowhere and is now calling the shots or he's rising in the ranks in, in, um, in LA as a lawyer. But to establish that they don't really give any background. You don't know much about his character other than he's young and he's Southern. So they just sprinkle in that accent just to show you like, yeah, look, he's from, he's not even from here. He's not even from to LA, but he broke out into the scene and he's doing well. It's funny. Cause like, if you watch the trailer, I think the first like few clips is literally that the guy who plays the DA and he's telling him like, Oh, I know you're going to leave. So here's this one last case that you can do. Yeah. It's like open shut case, but that's, that like that's literally how the movie starts like there's no background nothing like it just goes like straight into it like that um i really when i was watching it i really wanted to figure out where he lived in la yeah i was trying to figure that out too it looks like it's like east los angeles or like city of terrace by like Cal yeah. LA because he's up in the hills um in this movie what's weird right now i'm reading um heat 2 which is based is a sequel to the movie Heat, nineteen ninety five Heat with Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, and this movie had like real like Heat vibes to it, like the the way that things are shot. Um, there's a big like blue hue to the movie in general, and then also being shot in the city of Terrace, like there are some key scenes in Heat. But that being said, like this movie is really really underwhelming compared <laughs> to anything else. All right, let me run through real quick the rest of like the notable characters. So. Okay, we got Ryan Gosling, and playing opposite to him is Anthony Hopkins, and he's playing Ted Crawford. Crawford. Um, and then we also got uh, Lieutenant Rob, who's playing, uh, who's played by the dad from Twilight. Emilio, have you watched the Twilight? Oh movie? shit! Um, I, I've only, I've only seen the three of them, and I've only seen them once, and I refuse to watch them ever again. <laughs> I I will give them a rewatch. Maybe we should do that like in the future, just rewatch the Twilight series. But um yeah, I 
there's I just see too many uh, memes about it. And I, well, I, I'll be honest. I think the memes are sparking interest for me to watch them again. Yeah. But I just, yeah, I fell into that group of dudes that was like, I don't want to watch these movies. <laughs> yeah, same. And then I watched them all, and I'm like, yeah, these are fucking awesome. Like, I do like them. A lot. I genuinely and do Martin like Scorsese, them. who? These movies are fucking cinema. <laughs> I mean, I know they're shit. I know the story's really shitty. I'm not. I'm not going to praise it like it's fucking high art but it's it's fun man that shit got me okay uh another notable character is played by oh man i lost her name but anyways okay anthony oh Hopkins you know what? Uh, um yeah rosamund pike yeah okay yeah that's his that's his boss yeah rosamund pike and her name is nikki gardner so that's um ryan gosling's boss um and then lastly is the wife her name is embeth DeVitz, that's the actor's name. I think that's and right. Her name, and her name is Jennifer uh, Crawford. Um, okay, let's get into a synopsis of the movie. So we established that Ryan Gosling is this hotshot lawyer, right? Like Emilio said, he gets this case that should be open and shut really easy. He's working like this job where he's a low-level lawyer, but he just got a new job at this cool, nice, like, lawyer office and he has one last case to finish in this like crappy la uh, law office and it should be easy but the case revolves around ted crawford played by anthony hopkins uh he shot and killed his wife jennifer uh crawford and he killed her because he was getting cuckolded by a lieutenant and his name was lieutenant rob and lieutenant rob is the first one to show up on the scene um, off the bat, I, and I've seen reviews say this over and over, but Anthony Hopkins is pretty much playing like a dumber, uh, lo- like a lower level, um, Hannibal Lecter. And yeah. he definitely got, got typecasted because of that for playing Hannibal Lecter. And I totally agree that actors should not be, um, held to the same work they do when there's a new film out. But it's it's totally like on the surface that when the writers wrote this, they're like, yeah, let's get Anthony Hopkins because he knows how to play in a in a thriller. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like even the interactions that he has with Ryan Gosling's character, I think he has like a a phrase. I'm trying to look it up right now, but it's like he always tells him like, oh, do you ever? I think it's like, do you ever dream, Will, or like, like something like that. And it it always reminds me of when he's talking to uh, um, Jane Foster's character in um, the Silence of the Lambs, like just oh, like Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster, yeah, just like every interaction he has with like Ryan's character is very like it, it's, it's like coming off like that he's. Uh, mysterious but he's trying to be like playful yeah but also like he speaks like in euphemisms or whatever i don't like it's it's always the interactions are so odd i really want to find that phrase that he says he um you mean like when he's just talking to him like one thing i noticed one thing i wrote down i wrote like three pages of notes on this film i wanted to be really thorough Mm -hmm. um I don't think we should go scene by scene, but we should definitely point out some scenes. 
uh, throughout the movie, he calls him old sport. And that really like threw me off because when I, when I hear the term old sport, it makes me think of the great Gatsby, mm-hmm. which is a, a book that I think sucks so much. I hated reading that book. <laughs> and I just thought it was just kind of a throwaway line. They try to make it like menacing. Like he's like, he's messing with Ryan Gosling's head every time he calls him old sport. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just kind of whack. I, I I didn't like that at all. Um, so yeah, one thing that's a prominent thing about this movie that keeps being thrown out there is that um, this should be an open and shut case. But one thing, one key thing that's missing from this case is the murder weapon. Um, we see in the first scene that Anthony Hopkins, uh, Ted Crawford, shoots his wife with a gun, but then suddenly the gun is missing, and this is a crucial piece of evidence. Um, so one scene that I want to point out is when they're in the first initial trial. Um, they portray Ted Crawford, Anthony Hopkins' character, as being like kind of dumb and it, like playing a, not dumb, but like playing dumb. He's like scribbling a bunch of stuff, making a lot of like loud noises during the trial. Ryan Gosling's up there going through a spiel, going through the motions. Should be like really easy. Um, and then we get to the scene when Lieutenant Rob is up on the witness stand and he is the the detective that's assigned to this case who also is sleeping with uh ted crawford's wife who ted crawford killed and uh they're going through the motions ryan gosling's asking questions and then suddenly anthony hopkins ted crawford says something to the effect of like um he announces to everyone that lieutenant rob was having an affair with his wife and it's this big like oh my god um this big scene and what happens is lieutenant rob gets pissed off and he storms from the witness stand and he jumps over the table and he tackles anthony hopkins <laughs> my question is to you Emilio: do you think anthony hopkins does his own stunts <laughs> um no no way dude he's way too old because <laughs> he gets Absolutely tackled fucking yeah hard he gets, dude. He gets <laughs> i i just remember i just remembered like the visual in my head he gets like tackled and it's like head first because he's like sitting down yeah rob like hits him directly in the face with his shoulder and that was like that was the first scene in the movie and it's pretty pretty early on like in the first 25 minutes that kind of took me out of it i was like holy shit that was a bit bit yeah like that would never happen like i it and also like it's funny because this guy is in law enforcement and he knows that like he he can't be on on the witness stand like he can't be a witness because he's obviously uh um how would you say it he's a damn he's like romantically involved like yeah he's like emotionally invested yeah yeah Uh, yeah and that's supposed to be a big gotcha moment because he's trying to hide that from the trial and he is like they show initially in the first scene uh, of the affair, and he is like genuinely in love with uh, Ted Crawford's wife Jennifer Crawford. Um, but yeah, it was just really fun. So then, okay, second scene I want to point out. Right after that, um, it's a scene between the judge, uh, Anthony Hopkins' character, and Ryan Gosling's character. Uh, the judge is like way too fucking nice to Anthony Hopkins. It made me think that like the judge had a thing for Ted Crawford like Anthony Hopkins character. Um, but anyways, 
So they're asking Ted Crawford, like, how do you know that this uh, Lieutenant Rob was involved with your wife? Um, and he reveals that he had an, has an investigator that's been tracking them down for like the past several months. But the way he announces it is such a dumb fucking line. It made me roll my eyes so hard. So um, he announces like, yeah, so I have a private investigator or whatever. And then he says, my dick is good. Oh, yeah. Look it up like, what are you talking about? My dick, my detective. And I was like, God fucking damn it, dude. (laughs) My dick, my detective. (laughs) I fucking hated that so much. That's funny. That's good, though. (laughs) That's just, that's like some, that's like some like old man, like old man shit. Like, yeah, it it's stupid. See, like this is me, like me defending like the bad parts of the movie. Because, <laughs> like, if I weren't in that situation, like, if I were like some guy standing off to the side, and I just over here, like, oh yeah, my dick is good. And I'd be like, what? He'd be like, my dick, my detective. And I'd be like, ah, that's some old man shit right there. That's funny. Yeah, that's pretty good. You're, you know what, Ted Crawford? You're off the hook. Yeah, um, he's he's a cheeky old man that is also a fucking psychopath. Yeah, I think it like it's supposed to play into like that he's uh, really fucking with uh, Ryan Gosling's character. That mm-hmm. he's like psychologically getting into his head. Um, so before this trial starts, one thing, a line that stuck out to me was that um, Ryan Gosling is meeting with Ted Crawford. And he's telling him like how the trial's going to go. He's trying to interview him and immediately Tred Crawford uh, flips it on Ryan Gosling and he starts to like psychoanalyze him. And one line that he tells him is something to the effect of like, um, he starts talking about eggs or he used to work on a farm or something in his uncle's farm. And he says that every, uh, egg has a pressure point where it cracks. Oh yeah. You know, revealing that like, Oh, like I'm, I'm going to get to you. I'm going to fuck with you and I'm going to win. So cut back to that scene with the judge is a mistrial. And now Ryan Gosling really needs to find this fucking murder weapon. Cause that's like the only thing that's going to help him out. Um, yeah, those were the, 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 those were the first two scenes that really stuck out to me. Are there any other scenes that you want to talk about Emilio? Um, You know, there's not really any, like, again, like, it, when I first watched it, and even on the rewatch, too, like, there's just things that I thought that were funny, like, obviously, those, like, couple scenes that you pointed out, but it was, it was, like, it was, like, a slow-burning movie, but then it just wasn't, like, nothing was, like, captivating about it. Yeah. And I think because I've already seen it a few times, my mind watching it was kind of just like, uh, like numb to it. Like there would be something yeah. like that, that would happen. And I'd be like, oh shit, like that's funny. But, <laughs> but like nothing really like caught my attention. The only thing that like, I don't know why, like the only things that really caught my attention was like, oh, I like his car. His car looks fucking cool. <laughs> and like at his house or like, oh, I wonder where he lives in LA. Like, uh, and I, try to like google where he lived um the there, there's like a thing that he has in his house right anthony hopkins character ted crawford he has like that um yeah because like, what's his I've job tried, again 
So he's an engineer. Yeah, he works right. specifically aeros, air, not, um, specifically with planes. I was gonna say aerospace, yeah. but is that for planes or is that also? This is gonna be such a dumb fucking question. <laughs> aerospace <laughs> is that for space too, or just for planes? I think it's like a combination of both. Okay, yeah, yeah. let's say aerospace. So they, the Anthony Hopkins's character has this contraption that's in his house but it's also Mm -hmm. at his workspace and i try to google what the fuck it is i have no idea how to let's try to explain it because i have no idea how to explain this thing it's it has like god there's so much going on with it there's like (laughs) gears that move and it Mm -hmm. looks it it honestly looks like a big toy yeah like a roller coaster like yeah but like made of fucking I don't know some type of metal. Yeah. Um uh but he's like what's like the one the one scene where he's like when he finally like messes around with it is it when Ryan uh Ryan's character goes to visit him? Yeah, so it, yeah. it's like popped up in like three scenes. The first scene is the opening opening credits, which first of all I do want to say that I do like that there's opening credits. I think that's really old school and I always like when there's opening credits. The opening yeah. credits are cut between this contraption that's like a kinetic ball that rolls on like wires and it kind of looks mm-hmm. like a roller coaster. And then it's intercut with shots of his wife uh, fucking Lieutenant Rob. <laughs> and the, fir- the first thing I was like, this is fucking weird. Like, okay, they're going to build up to something with this roller coaster kinetic, kinetic ball thing. And then it pops up again in his workspace, and then Ryan Gosling plays with it at his house or some shit when they're trying to look for the gun. And then the last time we see it is um, Anthony Hopkins uh, gets off on the second trial. He's he's not convicted of attempted murder of his wife because at this point his wife is still on life support, so he gets off. He you know looks like Ryan Gosling lost, and so his final thing is like, oh, I want to give you this gift, and it's the kinetic thing, right? Mm-hmm. And like. Another thing that I found incredibly frustrating is that they keep building to this thing. They keep building, like, I thought for a second, like, the gun was going to be hidden in this thing. The gun is the machine. Yeah, or (laughs) just fucking something. But there was no fucking buildup to it. Like, it was just like, oh, Ryan Gosling shows up. He's like, oh, yeah, nice thing. And then that's it. And then you never see it again. I think it's like one of those. fucking sucked. I think it's one of those things that, like, isn't there, like, that trope that, like, the, the weird uh like smart villain or or the smart character the smart bad character always has like this toy or like this thing that they oh. like and mess around That's with good. it's just like one of those like tropes like they probably were like on set and they're like oh we got to give him like like some weird little engineering thing cuz he's like an engineer yeah. but it shouldn't like make any sense cuz it's it's just like this guy's little fucking hobby Oh, because it like relates to him. Like he's such a fucking puzzle of a person that he this favorite thing is this contraption. There, yeah, is. we're doing a lot yeah. of fucking work for this movie, yeah, dude. Just... I, doubt, I, doubt they, <laughs> I doubt they thought of. I do like that that meaning behind it. See, this is what Emilio does. I fucking hate a movie, and he explains it somehow, and I'm like, you know what? When you look at it that way, that's pretty fucking good. The fir- that's why do you say that? Because the first thing I thought of was a. Uh, dr evil and how he always has a cat his oh yeah 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 that's Same exactly thing. like it's like that that trope like that trope yeah. of like the the bad guy has to have like this little thing of theirs um but i 
there's like this one scene too where he's getting arrested. Yeah. And he has like that weird like smirk or smile or something. Like like he's like I guess he's like in shock that he's getting arrested, but also like the second time he, he gets arrested or the first time? The the second time. Like when they find the weapon and all that. Oh yeah, yeah. Um He has a smirk of like Oh, you aren't as dumb as I thought. You're actually pretty smart. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like that. <laughs> uh, like not? I was just I was just like it's, it's just like it, like his like his typecasting. Like 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 us like the Silence of the Lambs Hannibal Lecter like typecast. It's like, oh, like yeah. you got to do that that smile when you're when like you had this whole scheme happen where you're like, oh, like they're not going to find the murder, murder weapon. I'm going to get away with murder. I'm going to fucking fuck up uh, Will's head because this was his last case. And then he just, it just all goes to shit and he's getting arrested and he's just like, <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, Will. All right. And he's literally going to spend the rest of his life in jail. <laughs> like, yeah, so. Um, another thing about the movie, another central point to William Beecham, uh, Ryan Gosling's character, is that he hates to lose. So he becomes mm-hmm. obsessed with this case because he doesn't want to lose. And also, if he does lose, he will not get this new fancy, flashy job as his high-class lawyer or whatever. So um, there is one point where Lieutenant Rob, the the detective that was uh, emotionally connected to the case, he shows up to Ryan Gosling's house and he tells him, we can fake the murder weapon. I have a guy on the inside who can plant a weapon, and we can say that it matches up to the bullets that we found at the crime scene, and boom, there you go. You have your murder weapon. And so this is where we have our climax for the character. You think that he's going to like turn to it. You think Ryan Gosling's going to think, like, yeah, yeah, let's do that. But he decides to have integrity, and he moves away from that. So finally we see his character growing. He's no longer this, like... um this like hotshot kid who doesn't really know much. Um, he becomes more adultish and I kind of like that. I liked his, his, his growth as a character. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but he does lose his second trial because he cannot produce the weapon. And, um, I know this scene should have been like really, really dramatic, but immediately after the court hearing Lieutenant Rob, uh, goes outside and he fucking shoots himself because he's so distraught that Anthony Hopkins' character got off of the, got off of the attempted murder. And um, the scene of, sh- of seeing him on the floor, and he's kind of, like, splayed out, like, <laughs> cartoonish, like, one hand up, other hand on the side, and his legs are, like, to the side. Like, that shit really killed the scene for me. That was really funny. They should have made it, like, hyper-realistic. Like, <laughs> like he just literally just, are just, 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 like, falls, like, like with no hesitation. But... Yeah, I, I, re, I remember that, how he's just, like, splayed out, like, in, I don't know, like, the like a Sopranos, like, fucking, like, like, chalk around him or some shit. Oh, man. And so, yeah, so uh, Ryan Gosling doesn't get the job. It's a big old bummer. And then he ends up um, deciding to move back home, and you think it's going to be a bummer of an ending. Uh, but then Anthony Hopkins' character invites him over to his house, and then is it at the house where he puts everything together? Is that how it happened? Yeah. 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 It's at the house. 
Um, and he and he puts everything together, and he tells Anthony Hopkins' character like, "Oh, this is how you did it. This is how you got rid of the gun." And the way he got rid of the gun was that he replaced his gun with Lieutenant Rob Rob's gun, which I didn't understand fully, like how he achieved that. But fucking whatever. At this point in the movie, like I don't give a shit. I just want to finish it. <laughs> and um, and then he thinks he's like scot free. Like he's just gonna he's gonna move away and nothing's gonna happen. But at this point in the movie, his wife Jennifer Crawford is taking off life support. So now they can retry him under uh, actual murder. It's no longer attempted murder. And mm-hmm. that's how the movie ends. Uh, we end off on the, on the next trial, the new trial. And uh, Ryan Gosling's character is going to say something. And then it just cuts off right there. And it's up to you to decide what happens to Mr. Crawford. Which I liked as, as the ending. I thought it was okay. Um, what do you think? Yeah, that... Um... That was an okay ending. I, I actually like on the on my rewatch. I completely forgot that she was on uh, life support the whole time, and then when she, it it is kind of like, like that he like that Ryan's character was kind of playing the long game because obviously, yeah. Now that she's officially dead they can retry it and i think maybe that's why he took that invitation to go see him because in anthony hopkins's mind like he or his character's mind like he won like he's gonna get away with it i think that's also like a weird trope i mean it is like obviously it makes for good film not this one specifically but um that trope of like the guy they thought he got away with it and he's like hey come over like let's chit chat for a little bit and then they mm-hmm. spill their guts about what happened once like the once like uh wills or will kind of pieces everything together like that's just such a that's just such like a common trope in like movies like that where the bad guy invites them over and they're like, I know how you did this. Or like, okay, like this is how you figured it out. And he's like, yeah, you're right. And then, boom, she's off life support. And then like, you can retry them. Like, it's just, they, that ending was good. But I, it's just funny how all that kind of played together in um, for Will's character. You know what? I take it back. I don't like the ending. <laughs> I think like... <laughs> I just think that it, it it I remember watching it now and it was again I think if I could describe this movie in one word it's fucking underwhelming cuz yeah. all these scenes where it's supposed to be presented like this crazy twist it just to me I was like okay I guess yeah whatever so when they not, when Ryan Gosling tells him like well we can retry you actually because now it's officially murder it's supposed to be this big scene of oh shit you fucking idiot you fucked up Anthony Crawford or I mean not Anthony Crawford Ted Crawford <laughs> and I just thought like okay cool yeah he's fucking he got him awesome let's finish the movie now <laughs> <laughs> oh you know what give me one sec hold on all right for the listeners Emilio turned off his camera something's happening i'll make sure to edit this out if i can't 
I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do because I, I have no idea how to edit this shit. But whatever. We'll figure it out. Um, I'll just go ahead and vamp while he's gone. Another thing I liked about this movie is that it was produced by New Line Cinema. And it was also produced by Castle Rock. And when I hear New Line Cinema, I immediately think of Rush Hour. I watched Rush Hour like 15 million times when I was a kid. And then Castle Rock is what is the company that produced Seinfeld. And maybe there oh. is what lot like when I think of, I don't, can't think of one serious movie that New Line Cinema did. I'm sure they have a drama in there somewhere. But when I think of New Line Cinema, I think of funny movies. So maybe this wasn't the best producers for the movie and also the or the best writers because the shit, the writing was kind of ass. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, all right. Well, sorry, Emilio. Do you have something to say? Uh, no, I'm trying to look up uh, New Line Cinema's like movie list, and Lord of the Rings is on there. Oh wow! Evil yeah. Dead Rise, Nightmare okay. on Elm Street. Holy shit! They actually <laughs> produced quite a few movies. Jesus so Christ! You kind of look like an idiot right now. <laughs> yeah, I look like fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Um, yeah, The Conjuring, Annabelle, it. Yeah. What? There's, yeah, yeah, Rush Hour. Freddy vs. Jason, that's a comedy movie. The Notebook. Yeah, I love that movie. Oh, fuck, The Notebook, that's so, oh, god damn it. I'm such a fucking idiot. I just there is, there is right a lot of so comedies bad. in here, though. Austin Powers, Rush Hour. I think that's why, I think that's why you're associating it with, like, comedy movies, because those are, like, like Austin Power movies are ingrained in my head. Yeah, like Austin specifically Powers, yeah. when I think of New Line Cinema, I thought of like the um, the blue logo that pops up. Yeah, yeah, the like little, the logo the and like the music. film rolls uh, coming together. But I th- I think of that song from the Austin Powers movie that I think Which it's, one? it's like Evil or something. It's like uh, Doctor Evil's theme. Oh yeah, for I that movie, yeah. yeah. Oh, but yeah, fuck. yeah, they produce quite a few movies. This is really typical of a movie podcast. Just someone talking shit and not not knowing what the fuck they're talking about. So <laughs> there you go. You got it. All right. Um, yeah. Should we go ahead and give this a score? Uh, zero yeah. through five. All right. You want to go first? Um, in my younger days, I would have given it a four out of five. <laughs> but um, after watching it now, and obviously... Um, Ryan Gosling having a lot more uh, films under his belt. You know, it is still new, but it is no excuse. I mean, he was still new, but it's no excuse for him. Uh, I'm going to give it a... I'll give it a... Three out of five. That that might be being a little generous. But... No, yeah. Yeah, I'll give it a three out of five. It was It was mildly entertaining... Um, looking at it from a critical point made scenes stand out to me that were funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I'll give it a, I'll give it a three out of five. What about you? Yeah, that's fair. Um, I didn't have the best time watching this. I really feel like this is a B or C tier, um, Hannibal Lecter spinoff. Um, like I said, Anthony Hopkins, he's a fu- I fucking love Anthony Hopkins, but he's definitely 
playing a Hannibal Lecter type character and it's not working out. He's really dumb compared to Hannibal Lecter. Uh, Ryan Gosling, <laughs> like you said, is a newish actor. Him doing a Southern accent really fucks everything up. He should have just not done that. That should have just been thrown away. It I really wish there was nothing uh, for the character. I really wish there was context of like where he was from. Dude, like, yeah, like it's just to establish that that he's a he's a fucking like not a city boy and he yeah. he's, he's fucking cool because he rose to the he fucking grinded to be in this position. But it just but then that's all cut down because he's also young and and immature and like so what's the point? Just get rid of him. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Just make him from fucking Orange County. He gives a shit. <laughs> um and um but I mean like the story there were points where it was good and I did enjoy parts of it. But overall, like, I probably would not watch this again. That being said, uh, this is literally him. This is about Ryan Gosling. And since Ryan Gosling's in it, I'm going to give it a five out of five. <laughs> That's very generous of you. Thank you. I, I, I love him, and I wouldn't... I probably wouldn't rewatch this movie either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, how did you watch this movie? What did you stream it on? Um, I watched it, or believe it or not, my my dad has it on DVD. Did you watch it on DVD? Yeah, I did. Yeah, that's fucking dope. How, uh, what is the the DVD? Uh, uh, what's what's it even called? The before you press play. Oh, the um the DVD menu. Yeah, the menu. Does it is it even interesting or anything? No, it was just play the. Uh, delete i i, I don't even remember if i had deleted scenes it was just play scene selection i think yeah i can't remember damn i should have taken like some time to look at that but i when just remember i popped it scenes. in and i just pr- i just pressed play deleted i thought you were scenes. just gonna say that that it said just said delete like delete, delete. <laughs> we'll you don't have to shit. watch this yeah. <laughs> uh, i watched it on youtube by the way um I rented it on YouTube for two bucks and Ugh. the YouTube closed captionings for movies. Sometimes they really fucking suck. And there was a lot of curse words that were not even like, I feel like when you are trying to censor curse words in closed captioning, you just, you just put like a bleep or something, but they mm-hmm. filled it in with other words. So instead of saying bullshit, it said like, uh, I forgot what the fuck it said, but it was taking me out. Cause it was some dumbass word. Um, it was something like bull cocky, like seriously, like something really dumb. Oh, and then I, I read that in my head and I read it in my head and I was like, this, why the fuck would you do that? So that, that was you, another thing that took me out of it. You read boo cocky and you're like, you didn't say that. <laughs> hey, I do not remember that in the movie. <laughs> there was no boo cocky. I watched scene. it twice. Maybe in the deleted I, scenes there was boo cocky, but. <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, also, God. I okay. just uh, saw like one note specifically. Um, the director, his name is uh, Gregory Hoplet, mm-hmm. and he actually directed Primal Fear. It's what? a what movie with um, Edward Norton and uh, what's the other guy's name? Let me see. Edward Norton and Richard Gere. Oh, that was actually a very good movie. movie. Oh, you haven't seen that? Um Mm-mm. Edward Norton has uh, split personality disorder, and Richard okay. Gere is his uh, defense attorney. 
And so he's like the whole time, the whole, the most of the film is Richard Gere talking to Edward Norton and trying to like figure out like if Edward Norton did it, did, I think he like commits murder and Richard Gere's trying to figure out if he did or didn't. And then it's revealed, uh, cause he kind of like, I guess this, uh, split personality of Edward Norton comes out through, uh, trauma or when he's like in a stressful situation. So he stresses out Edward Norton's character to the point where it, like the the second character comes out, or the second I've never, uh, personality. I've never heard of that movie, but hey, that's something maybe we can cover in the future. Some um, Edward uh, Edward Norton films. There you go. Yeah, Fight Club. Um, him and fucking a bunch of Wes Anderson films he did. He's doing. <laughs> there you go. The Hulk. The All Hulk. Right. Yeah um what else do we have to do all right so in you already like talked about this a little bit but in the scope of ryan gosling's films where would you place this movie uh pretty low um yeah (laughs) uh oh man i mean i guess like if we're gonna do a tier Let's do a tier like, of like, like A, B, e, C, B, or sorry, not E. S being top quality, uh-huh. S tier, A, B, yeah, going down like that. Where would you place this? Going all the way down to F or E. Mm, I'm trying to remember like other films. I'm definitely putting this in like F tier. It's not like the worst thing ever, but it's fuck. Like I'm not gonna watch this again. <laughs> this was not yeah like, the best psychological thriller out there and i'm fine with just the one time yeah yeah you're right yeah i yeah it's pretty low and i think the bar is pretty high because he's in some really good movies yeah i'd I'd put it probably in the f tier it's just whatever something to pop on like in the background all right and our last thing do you see yourself as ryan gosling in this character as william Oh, fuck. I forgot his name already. William Will Beecham. Will Beecham. Will Beecham. Oh, he also calls him Willie in the movie, yeah. which also threw me off. He calls him... That's another way he fucks with him. He calls him Willie. So Come on are now, you, Willie. Are you... That's a pretty good impression. <laughs> are you... Are you literally Willie? I don't like that phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> are you a Willie? Um... Uh, I guess like maybe like his stubbornness a little bit. Yeah. That's what I was thinking about too. Like I can be pretty stubborn. I can be uh, arrogant. Like right now with new line cinema, I just fucking <laughs> eat shit. That was a totally, that was a total William Beach move. So I, I could see myself as Ryan Gosling's character in this movie for sure. He's, he's who hasn't been young and arrogant. You think you know what you're doing. You think you're hot shit because you just got a new job or whatever. And then you immediately eat shit, you know? Totally happens. That's what happened on my motorcycle, dude. Just thought I was hot shit. And then I ate shit. Respectfully. Um, All right. What's the date today? So a month ago, you got this motorcycle a month ago on your birthday. Yeah. And what happened? Uh, I was making a sharp right and... There was a 
bunch of loose gravel on the road that I didn't see. And I gave the bike too much throttle. And so the wheel kind of spun out. And I, my instinct was to try to lean to pick it up because I, because mm-hmm. the bike was beginning to fall in a way where it's like, so if I'm going straight, I'm trying to like do it on the camera. The wheel kind of came out from under me. So now my body is kind of going like this. So mm-hmm. I thought like, oh fuck, I have to like try to twist it back up. And in doing so, because I was already making a wide turn when the wheel caught, I, uh, picked it back up and I hit a center divider and I kind of just fell over the center divider. Um, I was pretty shaken up, but like it goes into that thing of like being arrogant. Cause like for a few days before that I was getting it down and I literally thought in my head like, Oh shit, I was born to do this. I'm literally him right now. I'm literally him. That is a total Willie move. Willie would totally (laughs) do that shit. I'm literally him in the place beyond the pines. I'm literally Ryan Gosling right now, dude. And then that should happen. And then I like I picked up the bike and I walked it over the sidewalk. I was like, holy shit, that was terrifying. <laughs> I had to ride it back home, dude. That sucked. Because <laughs> no one else, oh, I couldn't shit. think of like, I didn't have, I don't think my insurance has tow. I didn't even think to check. I was kind of like shooken up. <laughs> And I was just like, uh, "What's his What's his character's name in uh, Place Beyond the Pines?" Uh, handsome Luke. Handsome Luke. You thought you were Handsome Luke, and turns yeah. out you're just Willie Beecham. Shit. Man. <laughs> Fuck. I'm a, I'm an F tier. <laughs> I'm an F tier <laughs> Ryan Gosling character, dude. Fuck. Well, hey man, that does it for our first episode. We covered Fracture. What a glorious fucking review. And we found out we are literally, literally him. We are literally yeah. William Beecham. Um, next week, we will review another movie to be determined. But hey, until then, this is Joseph. And this is Emilio. And we'll see you next time. Bye.